0: Hello and welcome to True Um I'm Alan McGuire and with me today is uh, author and writer Sarah Marie Griffin. How's it going? Hello. And the proprietor of Sexshop.ie, Sean like Scott.
1: I like to go with Smut Peddler. Smut, smut Peddler! peddler. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it said in the Irish Times anyway.
0: Smut Peddler Supreme. Yeah, <laughs> there we go.
1: Thank you for hey, How are you?
0: Me. Yeah, really good. Good. What are we going to talk about today?
1: We are going to talk about Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. We
0: cannot be more excited.
1: Romy and Michelle day. (laughs) Romy and Michelle day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So introduce us. Yeah,
1: so Romy and Michelle's high school reunion is about two women in their late 20s, uh, Romy and Michelle, and they're living together in LA. They've been living together since high school for the last 10 years. And um, they find out that their high school 10-year reunion is coming up, and they decide to go to it. And they suddenly realize that their lives aren't as impressive as they think it should be. They think that it should be. So they decide to make up a lie to tell everybody at the reunion to make themselves seem like they're really successful.
0: And why did you pick it for juvenilia?
1: I picked it because this was a movie that came out at a time <laughs> when I... So I was 12 years old and I, I, it was my first year of secondary school and it just... Yeah, it just came at a time where everything in my life was kind of changing, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't quite in high school yet. So we have, in America, we have, like, primary school and then middle school or junior high and then high school. So I was kind of in the interim of all this looking forward to high school and college and life, and, um, and this movie kind of really spoke to me in a way that, like, I knew I was a weird kid and that that was just, like, my... I don't know, my destiny to be this like weird kid. And that was kind of what Romy and Michelle were in high school. So I just saw a lot of myself in those characters. Mm. And so I suddenly then had all of these like expectations about what life was going to be like, what your 10 year reunion is going to be like and what high school is supposed to be
0: Mm. like. And you say you're a weird kid. Like, what was weird about you compared to the apostrophe? I, the past three I kids? was
1: so awkward. Really? I was so incredibly awkward and goth to the max. I would, and my awesome. parents, my mm-hmm. parents hated it. I, first of all, I wasn't allowed to dye my hair. I wanted to dye oh. my hair black so bad, <laughs> and I wasn't allowed to dye my hair. So instead, I just cut it really short and just like spiked it like the Statue of Liberty. Man. That nice. was my, that was my thing. I would save up all of my allowance <laughs> so that I could buy like. CDs of like the Cure and um and like go buy long velvet sleeve tops from Hot Wizard Topping. sleeve ones, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was weird. I was kind of, I was goth in dress, but not so much in attitude. I thought, like, I I was more kind of cheery. I didn't listen to like heavy metal bands and stuff. I was like going home. So I was like in my like dreary goth get up, but I would go home and listen to Cindy Lopper. So like Cindy Lopper and like Spice Girls and stuff. I was like the happiest goth on the planet. Like a sun- like a sunshine goth. <laughs> yeah Sunshine yeah. Goth. Yeah. There we go. Yeah.
0: So like Romy and Michelle aren't weird in the same way. No. They're
1: are. they're kind of they were weird in a a different way. I mean I think the way the film was marketed was uh, and I f- fucking hated this about the marketing was um on the dvd cover it says blonde leading the blonde and so mm. they they really played up the fact that these were ditzy dumb kind of valley girls but yeah. they weren't they were just yeah they just seemed like normal they regular were just, they were just yeah. kind of okay with themselves they were mm. okay with themselves yeah. and they were okay with the fact that they were just like i mean they didn't even realize they were oblivious to the fact that they were awkward and that's what i loved about them so mm. much because i was so conscious of the fact that i was a bit weird and awkward
0: I feel like I was really misled by the marketing but I only watched it for the first time yeah. last week because yeah. I always assumed it was like a like a ditzy kind of comedy thing yeah, but it's not at all and
2: I'm really yeah. mad that I was misled by it because like I loved Wayne's World growing up and yeah. I feel like this is the Wayne's World I deserved Yeah, mm-hmm. and I could. I would never have found us. Yeah, I simply wouldn't have found us it because it's just like, ah, yes, that is literally the opposite of everything that I would have liked as a teenager. No, it's exactly what I would have liked as a teenager. <laughs> they put a shitty cover on it, and gave it a shitty slogan, and they stole it from me. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, you know, and it has so much going <laughs> for it.
1: Like um, your one Robin Schiff, who who wrote the screenplay. Mm. Um, she. It was based on a play that she had written, and Lisa Kudrow starred in it called Ladies' Room, and um. And I just felt like her writing was so good for this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I might be stretching this out slightly, um, but I kind of compare it to Shakespearean comedy almost, Um, especially like in in this one, because you have that that sense of... secret identity so oh my there's, God. there's mm. a secret identity where they're like trying to be something that they're not and play it off to all the people around them um i just i have a friend who directed a, a production of as you like it last week and i went to go see that and i was just like holy shit
2: there's so many parallels but like <laughs> as well they, they plant information and reveal all the way through it like yeah. the character at the end who saves the day is somebody who for a heartbeat is kind to them in the early scenes of the film, yeah. do you know? And you kind of think that that's just something that's going to be dashed aside, mm. yeah. but it's
1: not. It's actually really important. So they, they plant the plot really yeah. cleverly. Really well, like, and all yeah. the characters, I mean, we'll get into it later, but like all the characters' stories kind of tie up at the end they in do. the way that a Shakespeare play tends to.
0: Mm. So did you see it in the cinema, or did you come by it like privately? In a different way.
1: I... You know, I can't remember seeing in the cin- cinema. Like, my fondest memories of watching this film were in my best friend's gaff. And we knew every line to the mm. film. Mm. We knew... I can still do the dance that they do in the nightclub. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, the is, is it
2: Saturday Night Fever that they're, they're doing? So or? they're doing
1: it to, like, a remix of um, Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Yes. Mm. And we, like, myself and my friend Allison at the time... We did that dance constantly to like whatever song was on the radio. We would just do the the like, kind of we'd stand in front of each other and just go huh, and then just start and go. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. It's so good. And so like I I was watching the film the other day and I was like, can I still do the dance? And just before like I just <sighs> press a space bar and I just did it. Like got up and did it. I'm like, holy shit! That's it's still just, in you. It's that's still in my in you. that's in my muscle memory now that's <laughs> forever. Amazing. Yeah. And then the dance at the end. They mm. have um, the dance at the end with
2: the Alan Cumming
1: time. With after Alan time. Cumming, oh my god! I
2: nearly lost my mind the <laughs> like, first time I'd seen it, and I was just like, "I've I have a massive soft spot for uh, Alan Cumming in general." Um, but I kind of had to be like, "Can we can we slow this down? <laughs> like, this is a bit much for me right now. This is far too epic. Like, this is a uh, it was." so
1: beautiful because he's an amazing dancer like he's yeah. genuinely a really good dancer and mira sorvino as well i can't remember where i heard this but years ago um i heard that the reason she looked so good and that was because she trained to be a ballerina or she took ballet like as a child so she's got like all she the was moves. busting out the
0: real moves yeah 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 it
2: was just i couldn't believe it i was like are they gonna do the full dance yep <laughs> yeah
3: they
1: yep, are there yeah. this yep. is a lot
2: yep i'm enjoying it but it's long
1: (laughs) but can you imagine being at that reunion just as like another person oh my god and seeing that go down and just be like okay so the the richest guy in our graduating class who like flew in in a helicopter Helicopter. sorry spoiler alert (laughs) comes in declares his love for this girl who was like a bit of a loner in high school and then they have this three way dance on yeah. the, the floor. Well, you're
2: dancing the only if Romy can dance too. Of course. Yes. I just yeah, I was gonna throw something in the telly, I was just like, <laughs> This is
1: this is special. It's one of the best friendship films I think I've ever seen in my entire life, and
2: I don't know where the friendship ends and the queer subtext—the queer subtext begins. Like I really don't. Apparently, yeah. it's like oh, they're just such good gal pals,
1: and most of me just like yeah, but they're not gal pals, though, <laughs> are they? But th- that's so funny because that was something that I didn't really pick up on, A- apart from that one club scene where they're like um, <laughs> the first scene in the film the first scene, yeah, <laughs> where they're like living together, but they're like in separate beds. It was like um, Lucy and Desi. Yes. Yeah, uh, Lucy, you can't show them in the same. It's like, fucking, it's like a Ernie and bird as well. <laughs> to be fair. like it's amazing they're just chilling beside
2: each other. Like, but maybe it
1: was because I was so young when I saw the ah, film. Yeah. I was
2: just like best friends forever. Totally, totally. Yeah. Like, when I was, if I'd watched the grown up, I probably it probably would have gone completely over my head. Mm. Like I remember doing um, a queer theory class in in college and in uh, in film studies for the first time and, and looking at Calamity Jane, and I was like, yeah, you know, this is a really really famous. Uh, uh, piece of like queer history, and I was just like, "No, what are you talking about? <laughs> she
1: shoots guns. <laughs> what are you talking about?"
2: let the start and They're just like, "And here is the story." And I was like, Nuts. what? <laughs> oh my god!" And then you just can't unsee it, and you are like, yeah. "This is a whole, a whole new world." And uh, I feel like if I'd watched Romy and Michelle growing up, I probably would never have clocked it. But now I am just like rooting for them, and it's like you are my OTP, Romy and Michelle. Oh my god, like they're so romantic. What
1: and one I thing I lo- like really love about it, um, about the ending especially, is that. It's not like they fall in love and then she ha- has it her all store. The problems. yeah. yeah. so it, so basically at the the end of the film, they do their like their, their dance to Cindy Lauper's time after time. and then they fly off in a helicopter and then it shows them two months later, they've opened their own boutique. And um, and one of them, I can't remember who, I think Michelle, like, turns to Romy and was like, "Um, so we're doing really, really well with this shop. Maybe we can pay back Sandy this week. And she's like, maybe in a couple of years. So there's, you're being told that, like. They borrowed money from they him. They borrowed yeah. money from him. It wasn't like it's not implicit that they're dating or that they ever had a relationship mm-hmm. they might have had a one night stand I like to think that they had like a one night stand and, and they, they were, they were just like, like really good friends yeah now. that's hopeful isn't it but it's, but it's all about those two it's not about them falling in love with anyone else no. it's just
0: yeah, the, the important last scene is the two of them not Let's just fold some
1: scarves. Yeah, the yeah, final yeah. the yeah. final line of the film is: "Let's fold scarves." Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and then they fold scarves. It's
2: like the the conversation they have where they're very earnestly, like, especially at the end, where there's like, "You're the funnest person I know," and it's like, "Yeah, that's like that's the thing about growing up." Do you know what I mean? Is that like and and maintaining friendships and stuff like that? That it's not really important to go back to school and be like, "I'm the most baller out of all my year." Yeah, it's like, though,
1: in saying that. That was for a really long time. That's what I thought that film was about. Yeah, was about being able to go back and say to the people who were assholes to you. <laughs> I invented post its. <laughs> I invented post its. So it was really funny. Like I kind of I feel like I learned the lesson that they learned in that film around the same time, like that same age. So like in the run up to my high school reunion, which I I didn't go to, I wasn't able to because I was over here. Um, but I really wanted to be the one to, like, plan out the reunion. <laughs> like I was like, I'm going to do this. It's going to be amazing. Um, I'm going to organize everything. But the, there was, like, another girl who had, like, three kids who was organizing it. And so Whoa. I think things fell through. And then they just ended up, like, meeting each other in a bar in Seattle. But, like, in the run-up to it, I was like, this is my chance. This is my chance to show that I am somebody now. And I kind of had a Romeo and Michelle type like situation going on in my head where I felt like I needed to impress the people from my class but then it came and went it turned out like only 30 people showed up out of a class of like a few hundred and um and then I sort of started to realize like I don't I don't need that I don't I don't need that validation because I am like I think I'm cool Yeah, (laughs) very sincerely very cool I'm still super awkward but like I'm happy in myself Mm. and so it it just I felt like my life kind of had this similar arc to the film in a way that I wasn't expecting
2: yeah that's amazing
1: like it's Mm. that it's it's a very gentle learning curve as well yeah like I mean
2: one nice thing that underscores is like that you don't really see very often is that some people like peak in school yeah and the coolest they'll ever be was like in school, yeah, mm. and that's actually really sad, yeah, and really terrible. And uh, like, it's grand to actually be kind of invisible and not great in school mm. because you literally have the rest of your life ahead of you. So maybe don't put all of your energy into being awesome yeah. in school because you are going to be an adult at some point, and you probably should like,
0: like that fun Bobby guy.
2: Oh my god, yeah. fun Bobby. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. I, I don't know, I can't remember his name, but he is fun Bobby. But oh. he has a, he has this really weird face where he was definitely really hot in high school.
2: But then it's, <laughs> it's, it's like his face
0: just got waxed. Yeah, from yeah. Then on.
2: it's like too much, too much early—the uh, Johnny Depp effect. Yeah, where mm. you start getting Botox super early, mm. and then you look real normal until you're like forty-five, fifty, and then one day you wake up and you literally are a fifty-seven-year-old and old as balls, and the only thing that's keeping your face <laughs> up is real old, real outdated Botox. So you look like you're <laughs> like I, I listeners cannot see what I'm doing to my face right now, but you guys get the gist of it. You're yeah. like, pull you're like a. Like a scaffolded
0: black or
1: something—it's mm. gross.
0: So, are American high schools as toxic as stuff like Romy and Michelle make I out?
1: Don't I mean, my experience of high school was kind of different for most people, I think. But I think it depends on like what part of the country you're—you mm. go to school and like, you know, it, yeah, it just depends on like where you go to school. Like my high school was brand new, like it. I was one of the first I was the second graduating class from that Mm. school Wow Um, So there wasn't this kind of um, Legacy There wasn't this legacy or this institutionalized Kind of these are the groups (coughs) That people hang out with We were all new so we didn't and, and we were all new to high school as well. Like we were, we were sophomores, and because um, the way it breaks down, like you don't have freshmen because freshmen are still in junior high, um, so it's just the last three years of high school. Um, and so we had no idea what we were meant to be. So everyone just kind of hung out with everyone. But mm. there was definitely groups. Like there was the people who hung out in like band because they were in band. So it was just people's interests. The sports people hung out with the sports people, etc. But. For the most part, like, I think I, I got along with most people. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed looking back on Facebook and seeing people that I wasn't necessarily friends with in high school, but are doing really cool mm-hmm. things. And now we're friends on Facebook yeah. now, yeah. even though I I will probably never meet them again. It's just nice to, to see what having a bit of a creep. Yeah. In the, in the way that like Romy and Michelle were like creeping through the yearbook. And yeah. Now we have social media, so mm-hmm. you can do that. it's Like a live action yearbook. It's like yeah. Yeah. everybody. Yeah. Though one thing that always makes people, like Irish people especially, laugh when I tell them this. So my school had, um, like any school, different clubs, and there was a pickup truck club. So all. So we had like the boy racer club. So all the boy racers had, like, their little, like, Honda kid club. And then, yeah, and then there was a pickup truck club because we were sort of in this weird space where we weren't quite in the country, but we weren't in the city. We were, like, suburb, but, like, closer to country than we were to suburbs. So it was, yeah, so we had, like, the pickup truck club.
0: What kind of people were in that club?
1: Um, Pickup truck people. Um, (laughs) People who, like, would wear plaid and, like, cowboy hats and... I think you see a little bit of it in Romy Michelle's high school reunion. Yeah. there' was the cowboy guy who was like always smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. So we had we had guys like that. And then there was always um there this was a big thing in like 2002, 2003 The um the girls that would have the bumper stickers that would say, um, save a horse, ride a cowboy. That's yeah. basically
2: the tramp stamp I'm gonna get, tattooed
1: across <laughs> my <laughs> That is that's
2: my personal brand. Yeah, like, that's me? amazing.
0: You know ten things I heard about you? Yeah. They've all had the fake clicks. Like joke clicks in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cowboys are one of them.
1: A joke yeah. yeah. But they're real. They're real ones. Though. Yeah. 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 So cool. actually, 10 Things I Hate About You, I think that was pretty accurate when it came to like the breakdown that's, of the different like that's also on stuff. my list of hilarious important pop culture
2: films i have oh, yeah. not seen but that juvenilia i'm doing the mic thing again <laughs> by the way <laughs> i'm <laughs> just leaning
1: leaning as far away as i can
2: um it's one of those films that i'm probably going to get to watch via juvenilia yeah yeah uh, well, so I'm that. like, that's yeah.
1: um that's another uh seattle-based film that so that high school was and um, <coughs> still is uh in Tacoma Washington which is about 20 minutes away from my parents house Ah. um the reason they picked it was because it kind of looks like a castle it's very imposing Mm. it's up on a hill so it overlooks Puget Sound and it's really beautiful and then it has that um sunken football field so when he's doing that when Heath Ledger is singing that song like running across the the stadium that's in that particular high school in Tacoma Jesus, yeah, that's all that whole that whole area of America has so much like mm. <laughs> pop culture that
2: just ekes out of it. It's crazy, but it's
1: it's weird because Seattle is one of those kind of forgotten cities almost when it comes to like pop culture that I get so excited and like overwhelmed when anything's like based in Seattle uh, Marcona mm-hmm. Apart- Frasier Starbucks <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean like, cool but, like movies wise yeah. so the other one that I was like obsessed with as a kid and this was like a horrible film for any child to watch was The Hand That Rocks the Cradle <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like it, like it starts off with like a gynecologist um, sexually assaulting his patient and um, it ends with a a, uh, a babysitter like falling out of a window and like impaling herself on a <laughs> fence it's a horrific movie but it's like it's brilliant and Ernie Hudson's in it as well Is and, set like, Seattle? it's set in Seattle All right. and <laughs> I, like, every time like I'm driving around Seattle I'm like I want to know where the hand rocks <laughs> the cradle I think it was like a t- a, was it a made for TV movie or something as well it's it's a really really like it's grim but it's yeah. but it's kind of amazing it's <laughs> grim, that's what you want <laughs> <coughs> I'm so sorry that I'm bringing my disgusting
2: cough to to, to this uh, episode as well. No, that's fine. I apologize for every all the coughing <laughs> that I'm
1: doing, but I'm um, <coughs> I'm really glad that the era of Twilight is over because for that a while that was Seattle as well, wasn't it? Yeah. That, that was well, Forks. But but don't, Jason, don't don't mix I it mean, up with <laughs> Forks. <laughs> uh, rainy Pacific Northwest towns. Yeah, yeah. Forks is in the middle of nowhere. Nobody. Hang goes on, there. Forks is real. Forks is real. Whoa.
0: Yeah. Forks is a real town. It's in really well now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, because they're, like, banking on the whole... Thanks, yeah. Myers. Yeah. Nice one.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, that that peninsula coast is lovely, but, like... The last thing it probably needs is a sexy Roswell, though, to be fair. <laughs> like, that's, that's what they're getting. They're getting yeah. sexy vampire tourism. Sexy vampire tourism. Ooh. But when I say, like, I'm from the Seattle-Tacoma area, they're like, oh, you must know so many vampires. And I'm like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> Literally freaks. get away from me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We listen to a podcast uh,
2: called The Black Tapes, and there's another one called Tanis, uh, which are b- both made by this, like, Uh, fake production company like fictional Mm. production company that's based out of Seattle and they're both based around the Pacific Northwest Mm. and all the cool weird stuff that happens up there and the landscape and the sort of mystic properties of the landscape up there and like I guess a lot of it talks about like the weather and the atmosphere and like the feel of that place yeah and why is it that that part of the world draws so many people who may who write about mystery and like so many mysterious things i would love you know
1: to listen to that you should, they're amazing it's really funny because i i didn't really cop to that um how people felt about the northwest until i was probably i mean i guess until i moved away from it yeah. um because i moved here when i was 20 2021 mm. and um and I guess like when you're growing up you don't really appreciate mm. where you're from oh God, no, yeah, until yeah. you move away. And for the first few years I all I could think of was I just wanted to go back home because I just love the landscape so much. Yeah. We have these really beautiful, jagged mountains with loads of snow. And, and I'm sorry you guys just don't have mountains here. No like <laughs> <with> hills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um and it's funny, like I live out in Sandyford and I will like point to the quote-unquote Dublin mountains <laughs> <Yeah>. wink min- <laughs> wink, <laughs> yeah, wink yeah yeah and um I, and like my boyfriend will be like oh the, the Dublin mountains I'm like ah oh, they're just they're not mountains like my yeah. parents live on a hill that size that's not <laughs> <laughs> it's no there snow is caps. like no. something about
0: there that seems to make people from there want to write about it Do you ever hear of like the band Mount Erie and Phil Alvaro? and all his stuff is just about like Ana Cortez and Olympia and oh. the mountains and the sea around there mm. and he's just like album after album after album about, just that about area. The, yeah. the landscape around there, yeah. Well,
2: sure, Twin Peaks is set on the border, you know, which is yeah. just a little bit beyond you. And I've actually,
1: I've never seen Twin
2: Peaks. I don't know if I. I
0: Riddle watched the first episode. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Riddle
1: Everyone up. tells me I
2: have to. Yeah, you it's, have to watch it. It's the biz, man. I got real into it as, after a breakup as a teenager. My dad uh, handed mm-hmm. me a box set and was just like, "You need to distract yourself. Stop <laughs> crying. <laughs> Here's <laughs> something weird for you to watch." <laughs> And I just got completely obsessed with it, and it's set in again. It's in the Pacific Northwest. It's that real strange, eerie mm. part of the world. And uh, I only, I've only ever hit as far as um, Oregon. Mm. Never got up to Seattle, but it's that whole stretch of like that northern stretch. Yeah, I get back there.
1: Yeah, it's get again. it's beautiful. Like even when it's rainy and shit. It's Mm. still got this creepy, beautiful vibe to it. Closest I've ever got in Ireland to that feeling was um, down in Wexford at Our Lady's Island. It is creepy AF. I am about to write that I, down. <laughs> <laughs> like, are
3: there
2: uh, Mary statues on this island? There because that is there my... is a
1: Mary Grotto, yes! like none other. What's it called? The island? Our Lady's Island. On it, people go for an old pray there. Holiday. Um, I think yes. I think they do like have like annual pilgrimages there, but it's just this kind of gray, really placid lake. Yep, <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> and, the, and the trees are all kind of. <laughs> Wind swept and bent, and they look all weird and gnarled, and I just love it. I love the creepiness of it. Yeah, and I it, ma- it makes me appreciate like the creepiness of the Seattle area, that whole kind of Northwest. Actually, um, there is. Other- I know we're talking about like *Romeo and Michelle* and it's like all fun and cheery. Um, but like here's some more creepy Northwest facts for you. There is a bar in Bellingham, which is up by, like, close to the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the name of the bar, but there was, like, several serial killers who used to frequent it. Um, um like, I before they were caught. I need, I need to find this. not
0: <laughs> the Northwest, like, serial killer central? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. We've got, we had, like, Ted Bundy, the Green River Killer. Charles Manson hung out up there a bit, didn't he? We mostly, Did he? He was mostly in California. I thought he was wasn't wasn't he? San Fran, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. I think he yeah. hit
2: the Northwest at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I heard a tannis about it. That's how <laughs> I feel like I he- I heard a podcast about it mm. specifically. Maybe not though. He was definitely one of these fucking like every so often in San Francisco you can kind of you, you catch the vibe, it's like, oh this is such a Charles M Ma- oh yeah, hang on. Yep. <laughs> like <laughs> this building, some shit's happened in here. Okay. Yeah. They've still <laughs> got the wallpaper up.
1: Ah, uh, it's moving. Like it's a very strange place. The Bellingham. Bellingham. Um I think it was called the waterfront was the name of the bar. Savage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. My sister used to go to college up there, that was like part of the, our Bellingham tour when we'd like go up to see her. And she was like, do you want to go like hang out at the serial killer bar? I'm like, no, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I just want some tacos. Uh, yeah.
0: So going back to Romeo and Michelle, kind of. This is fun, though. We should <laughs> do a pure Pacific Northwest one. Um, oh, can we? Oh, Yeah
1: might be your guest expert.
0: Yeah, definitely. we we'll do every <laughs> Pacific Northwest thing we can think of. Just yeah, cover it
1: all.
2: We'll find enough heads for a Twin Peaks panel and we'll get yeah, we'll Sean do, and him to interview our Pacific Northwest specialist. we do like
0: Twin Peaks, Elliot Smith, the microphones,
3: yeah, exactly.
0: Bikini Kill, Nirvana, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk about female friendship and stuff. Yeah. They're such close friends. I don't know, I don't think yeah. teenage boys have, I know I, I didn't have, it. we have like groups of friends. You don't have like one um, super tight friend like Yeah, that.
1: I don't think I've ever had a friend like that. Really? Um, my sister definitely does. Like, her mm. her best friend, Laura, they've known each other since they were 14. Mm. And they pretty much are Romy and Michelle. Yeah. And I am, like, very, very jealous of that. Because, like, I would kind of... It, of anyone, I would consider Shelby the Michelle to my Romy. Mm. But... And Shelby's my sister. But, like, for her, it's her friend, Laura. So, I'm Aww. just kind of like, oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, yeah. Romy Michelle is definitely... If we're ever in the same, because my sister lives in Denver, my parents live in Seattle, and I live here in Dublin. If we're ever in the same town together, like, we'll generally watch either Frozen. (laughs) (laughs) Sister movies. Sister movies, or, like, Romeo and Michelle.
0: My wife and her sister watch Frozen all, because they have the exact same personality dynamic as Frozen. Yeah. Because my sister and, or my wife and her sister have that as well. Yeah. Like, identical, like, older sister. Mm. You're the older sister, are you? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So weird.
2: At the sister movies, are very very yeah. important. Yeah. I think that, I think the friendship that they show in romeo and Michelle is really really unique and like they are. I think I feel like it's something I've been. I like I've have I've had amazing amazing close female friends throughout my life, at varying like wavelengths. Do you mm. know, and we kind of zone and we kind of like zone in and out of one another. And there's some people I know yeah. that like we don't speak every week, but we're always like we're always linked somehow. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think that level of ongoing intimacy is realistic because you would literally murder that person.
1: Yeah. Mm. Like, you would absolutely kill that person. Like, like, I have my my friend, my best friend Ashley from school. Like, we, we've we definitely kind of, like, dipped in and out. There might be, like, a year goes mm. by where we haven't talked to each other. Um, But if I'm ever in town, I try to go stay the night with her, yeah. like, at least once. That's the thing. Like, adult friendships are
2: exactly like relationships, and they mm. have to be, like, treated with the same kind of, like energy and the same like respect and like boundaries and all this stuff and like i think the the romey and michelle friendship is like the deeply romanticized two people who are just completely (laughs) attuned with each other like again wayne and Garth it goes back every Mm. time where it's just these two humans who are effectively two halves of the same whole yeah and like that's i would love to be able to have that in a friendship but i'm not that sound and no one else is that sound
1: (laughs) And uh, I do love the the massive fight that they get in, like oh, when they're so in the car. Mm. Um, did you guys? Do you? I don't like. I don't know about like pop culture over here, but did you guys ever watch the Mary Tyler Moore Show growing up? No, we didn't no. get it over here. Okay, so um, no, from living in San Francisco. Yeah. I just know that well, one
0: bit from Wayne's World where they do, or is that that's something else? Is it?
1: So the Mary Tyler yeah. Moore Show was American in, uh, in the Buddy Holly song. Yeah that's, yeah. It, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. All it. Yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a sitcom <coughs> in the in the seventies, and Mary had her like best friend in the show Rhoda but like the show was about Mary because she can turn the world on with her smile which is literally one of the lyrics from the from the theme tune um, and then Rhoda got her own spin-off but it wasn't nearly as successful oh, so that's why she was saying the I'm, I'm the Mary you're the, the Rhoda, Rhoda. <laughs> oh that is mean
2: that is good though yeah but they're indis- but they're they they hold balance and they are not indistinguishable but there's not really too close focus pulled on either of them. Mm. Like they're very I feel like you do sort of see a little bit more of introspection on um Romy's part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a bit more sadness in Romy. Um but I Yeah, God, actually maybe Romy is the Mary <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shit. You said that you said you were the Romy two sisters, Michelle. Is there something yeah. specific?
1: So, there. <laughs> I think I was just always the Romy. Oh, uh, but also, like, growing up, I, I I was always really self-conscious of the fact that I had a kind of deeper voice than most girls my age. Mm. I think I still kind of have a relatively deep I voice. I love her deep voice. Yeah, yeah, I do, too. So, when I saw that movie when I was 12, I was so psyched. I was like, yes, here's someone with a, like, a woman with a deep yeah. voice mm. that, like, I think is totally awesome and then a couple years later there was a guy that I had a massive crush on and he used to call me Romy because of my deep voice I can actually genuinely hear the similarities I actually, when I watched it I
0: was like oh she sounds a bit like Shauna
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong yeah Yeah. and so yeah he used to call me Romy and I was like yes this guy loves me (laughs) but really looking back on it now I think he was making fun of me for it but at the time I was just like yes I am Fucking deadly. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's kind of where it came from. Mm. Was like I I had the the deeper voice, and that was like the only distinguishing characteristic that I shared. with <laughs> her. That's pretty good. Yeah.
0: One thing that occurred to me the other day was it was not, not when I watched it. So I was talking about Broad City afterwards, mm. and Broad City is like a New York Romeo and Michelle because they're just super self contained, dependent unit. Yeah, and they're kind of. It's hard to tell exactly how cool Romy and Michelle are objectively Because you know, yeah. yeah. everybody else in their school is so Like <coughs> lame Really all the pastels and stuff Yeah. And the same with Broad City Like they're not super hipster They go to some They crash school places But they're not cool no, But they're they're they're, not it's cool always the either. two of them And they're always like Totally in love with each other as well mm. Yeah So it's like And you don't see that much In pop culture But there's those two things 10 years apart Yeah mm. and I, I don't know what else there is really in that in terms Maybe. of pairs
1: of women who are like, who literally only need each other. Well, yeah. You, you brought one up because like when we went out to lunch a few weeks oh, ago... Yeah. We were, were talking... talking? Oh, we were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I I said that, like, I thought that they were kind of like proto Abby and Alana, but you mentioned one that was, like, from earlier, and I can't think of the name. Oh, it's Absolutely what Fabulous. It's Patsy. Yes. Oh. It's, uh, yeah. Patsy and Adina yeah.
2: in um, Absolutely Fabulous are proto... Uh, I think they're much more like uh, Abby and Alana yeah. because they do a lot of drugs. And I genuinely... You don't see representations of women enjoying themselves doing drugs and actually still being funny and interesting because yeah. it's like this... This weird binary where in fiction men can do drugs and drink and party and still be intellectually and be funny, mm. and yeah, it. and be, be funny and have worth. Yeah. Whereas when women do, they're a disaster. Like the like, or the it's reason like a
0: very special episode. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's
2: one incident where this person does drugs and they never do it again. They were they regret yeah. it and they hate mm. themselves. Or like something has to go wrong if it's a woman doing. Drugs. Yeah, has yes. to be Punished. Whereas Edina and Patsy are never punished because they own the fucking world and they don't care. <laughs> and like watching that, is, I watched that a lot as a child,
1: and um, that was another thing that I, I probably shouldn't have watched as a child, but like when oh, I was yeah. ten, my aunt sat me down. I actually that was I got had my first dose of absolutely fabulous when I was 10 also my first cup of coffee thanks to to my aunt she just like sat me down with like a cup of black coffee and absolutely fabulous I'm surprised she didn't give me a fucking cigarette (laughs) I was like (laughs) here you go go." (laughs)
3: that's
1: a great combo but like as a child you just don't register that
2: they're constantly rolling joints doing poppers doing bumps of coke there there is very rarely a scene in which Patsy is not taking something (laughs) and uh, some of the really nice like there is intimacy in the relationship between Adina and Patsy like there's one particular episode about Edina's 40th birthday where they just fuck off from the party and sit in the bathroom and roll a joint and smoke weed and I was just like that's really nice it's yeah. really pleasant So like, it's yeah. very intimate and Abby and Alan are just the same mm. where they just hang out and kind of take their minds off things and like mildly use drugs and mm.
0: it's just like a background hum yeah they and, they're just, not, they're they're also, they're and they're not stoners either Alan is a bit but they're not, like, is, but not they're really. like pothead characters no yeah. they
2: do other stuff they just mm. do this thing too and I think that like it's a complexity and it's a it's just an interesting cultural moment that you don't really that you don't really see women getting included in and I think Adina yeah. and Patsy were permitted that I think because they were like wealthy and successful mm. whereas Abby yeah. and Alana are kind of just normal. So they're a more millennial obviously They I mean, live obviously, in shit apartments. They live in shitty apartments. They have flatmates. And, yeah, and they have like I mean they live in shitty apartments, but all like all of which are set dressed from urban outfitters. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They live in yeah. shitty apartments that are like still have nice stuff in them i'm just care about nice stuff what
1: i'm really happy about broad city is um they've scaled down the apartments Whereas, mm. like I, I think about watching friends in, oh the, in the late 90s yeah. and how expansive those those flats <coughs> were <coughs> and i was just like th- you would have to be multi-millionaires yeah. to have those apartments i think i always thought about friends is that it's a
2: tv show by people who don't have any friends yeah. It's a TV show about six people who are so obnoxious that nobody else wants to hang out. <laughs> and uh, I didn't really get it. as I didn't. Watch, I actually didn't watch a whole... My mum and dad were very strict about what I could and couldn't watch as a kid, mm. weirdly enough. And uh, I wasn't allowed to watch Friends and I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons.
0: Really? Which I think is a
2: testament to the fact that I don't really like The Simpsons mm. uh, because I don't get it because it didn't bleed in on me early. Yeah. Do you know? So I, I find even now when I watch it, it's a kind of an endless string of references that I don't understand about American yeah. culture. Do you know what mm. I mean? And uh, I one of my things that I... And like, live by it. So I won't laugh at things I don't understand, and <laughs> um, or like pretend to find something funny that I don't get. Mm. And uh, Friends was like that for me. Uh, and everyone, there was a period in Ireland where all girls of the same that's age all were like, we
1: talk about. obsessed with friends like, oh boys yeah, as well yeah, yeah. Yeah. It
2: was just, it, it, yeah it
1: changed the way we communicate it was like water cooler talk but mm. instead it, you're on the school bus yeah that's really interesting that you don't really like um the simpsons because yeah. the guy who directed Romeo and michelle david merkin that's why there's a clip from the simpsons in it there's a clip yeah. of the simpsons yeah, in yeah. it and that's the one that's one that he wrote um, no, and, and he, the he was, the was a spaceship one yeah, yeah and he was like a producer for i think like 100 120 Whoa. some episodes Bro, yeah. three hundred and twenty some episodes. Yikes.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I have knowledge of others. I have weird subliminal knowledge of certain songs and kind of mm. quotes and moments. It's hard it, not to, I think. But I've no yeah. I have no love for it is yeah. the difference. I'm just like, yeah, that's something that happened in the background. It's like the sky is blue, the grass is green, monorail. You know kind <laughs> of like, you you have knowledge of these things and you don't know where that knowledge started, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, Mouse Tavern. Like you know these things. Mm. Yeah. But you don't care. And uh, I can, you know, I get that some of it is brilliant, and it doesn't surprise me that some of the talent involved in making it was in something like Rami and Michelle. Mm. But, like, I mean, people like, I I guess The the Simpsons was sort of like this stable for amazing talent, like Spinal Tap, do you know, or like Phil Hartman, who was in like so many amazing things, and like, there's so much comes out of that mill. Mm. you know and touches other things and makes them better Mm. I think that's pretty badass about it do you know what I mean away from the world of the show itself it's like Mm. oh look all these creatives who went out and did even more creative things do you know what I mean but I was getting beyond that to American TV Friends yes oh yeah they're the worst and I went back (laughs) when I was in San Francisco uh, and kind of milling my way through unemployment and Netflix I was like I'm just going to sit down and watch Friends in Sincerity Mm. I'm going to sit down and watch it every single Mm. episode in Chronicle Order in chronological order I got about five in and was like this is everyone and this is obnoxious and I can't watch it <laughs> it's not even funny and Ross is a terrifying creep yeah yeah like going back and watching it as an adult it's like what
0: no oh, yeah he's total MRA yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And <laughs> Ross is an MRA Ross Ripper yeah, he here. definitely is Ross
0: I think Lisa Kudrow was so under- underused in Friends as well if you watch her in like In Romi Michelle mm. or The Office of the Sex or The Comeback she's incredible yeah she's just absolutely amazing but in Friends she was always very annoying She was kind of... Yeah, Yeah. she was
1: just sort of, like, the punchline. She was sort of... Phoebe
2: used to be homeless, lol. It's like, no, actually, that's kind of sad, lads. Yeah, yeah. Can you you not? Like, you know, (laughs)
1: it's weird. Um, Did you know that they made a Romeo and Michelle prequel? No. They made a Romeo and Michelle prequel. Oh, no. I know. And I tried... Listeners, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I tried so hard. Um, um, so it was a made-for-TV movie. Eek, with Catherine Heigl. Who's she? Oh, yeah. From,
0: um, knocked up and twenty-seven dresses, and Crazy <laughs> Anatomy. Yeah, she any work John, she's only working more. Drawing a gigantic blank. I did she's see very Knocked up, but everybody. I think I've erased it from my yeah. emotional experience. So,
1: so this. Made for TV movie, they took out all the lovely things about their friendship, they took out all the good writing, they used some of the same jokes from the movie Mm -hmm. in this prequel, and it was what happens directly after they graduate from high school. And they're like, we we totally have to like move to LA. Oh my God, let's save up some money. And then it like cuts to like three months later, and they're like, we don't have any money. Oh, we shouldn't have bought all of those clothes. Like, I, and I am like, they don't not buy the like clothes. They make all their clothes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're That's like plush. That's yeah. basic yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So then they're like, uh, so then it cuts to like them coming out of like Pretty Woman, and they're like, oh my God, that movie was so good. I know. Let's go to LA anyway, because Julia Roberts, she can do. Any Anything And it just made no sense. And so they go to L.A. and they try to become working girls. They just go up to like a street corner where there's like a few like escorts working. They're like, hey, where's all the hot guys who look like Richard Gere? Am I right? Oh, my God. And That's then, the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah. It is terrible. And I only got seven minutes in and I'm just like, done. No, I don't. I don't need to see anymore. Surrender. No. Yeah. It was Ugh. Dreadful And I can't get Those seven minutes back And it will be Burned in my brain Like they made Like some Like two or three Of the same jokes That were actually In the film In the first seven minutes Of the movie And I just I couldn't I couldn't cope
0: And weren't they Like kind of Hate watching Pretty Woman In the film They were Yeah They
1: They were like like, Making fun of it Like Michelle
0: Like kind of Secretly liked it But they were Making fun of it Yeah And her yeah. yeah so it's just oh god but i kind
1: of i, I kind of loved that like michelle kind of secretly because i think yeah. you do that when you hate watch things you're like oh, yeah i'm really glad it. she gets to go shopping now yeah really <laughs> yeah. happy for her
3: yeah
2: oh god i would be disappointed <laughs> <laughs> it's also like completely unsurprising it's like ugh, why can't people just leave things be you know can we talk about janine garofalo yes oh yeah oh always. god yeah. the relief <laughs> sitting there watching her smoke for like three hours or two or however long it was it was just like man that is difficult watching people smoke It's like in films it's so contagious it's just like uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. and she
1: had the the lady fair cigarettes the lady yeah. the quick burning paper twice the taste for half <laughs> twice the taste and half the time for the gal and the go uh-huh. that's amazing like she's brilliant she's so mad
2: you yeah. know I feel like that, that 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 Heather character is probably more what I was like in
1: secondary school. I think I was kind of a mix between her and, like, the Romy and Michelle characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely had, like, the dark side where I was just, so like, mad. so angry. And, like, I, I just couldn't believe how lame everyone <laughs> around
3: me
2: was. <laughs> I was just very, very grumpy. Um, and yeah. I'm just like, I love being able to see actual other grumpy teenagers on screen because it's like... Yeah, my life wasn't dramatic or interesting, but I was real mad. Like, <laughs> not even exciting mad, just low-key mad. My mm. hair was really shit. Like, it was just... Just scowly. Yeah. Scowly yeah. teams, man. That's what you want to see. I
1: and I love that, like, her her kind of goal in life at the very end, um, she walks up to, like, Romeo and Michelle, and she was like, um, you made my life a living hell, because, like, she had a crush on Sandy, mm. the guy who yeah. loved Michelle. So she was like, I had no idea that while... You were making my life a living hell. Other people were making other other life. people were making yeah. your life a living hell. And they're like, "Well, I'm sure you made someone's life a living hell." And they're like, "Really? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think I got a chance." And they're like, "No, you were really unpleasant." <laughs> yeah. And then it turns out, um, Cameron Manheim's character Toby came running up and was like, "You never got a chance to sign my yearbook when we were high school. Could you please do it this time and maybe not tell me to fuck off because that really hurts my feelings?" <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "I made your life a living hell. Yes." I will sign you I year will book. You your yearbook. I will sign your
3: yearbook.
1: But I love that and I love that that was like one of the the little lessons in the film because I felt like there was just like, there's so many but that one was my my favorite it was that we all make someone's life a living hell mm. and just to be conscious of that and and try to like take that on board when that's revealed to you Yeah
0: that's Do you think do you like you're remembered by people who you were in high school with? You think, like they think back to you because I, I don't think anybody remembers me at all from I, yeah, school.
1: I don't know yeah I um I do know that when people friend me on Facebook and they find out that I'm running a sex shop <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um they generally have nice things to say mm. but a lot of them kind of defriend me a few months later <laughs> <laughs> do, the, do the real the snakey kind of defriend the ex- and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah come yeah. in for us come in for a creep and then yeah, they like yeah. yeah. That's happened. Um, I think I have relatives that have done that. <laughs> 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 like, uh, 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 not going to be friends with her anymore. <laughs> no, no, I've omitted people from school sometimes,
2: um, and like, I guess not that I, I was kind of cr- cranky and moderately, moderately loud. I suppose mm. like, not like a kind of a safety pin through my nose the rebel, but like, there's nobody I wouldn't talk to. Do you know what I mean? i like, yeah. still, still got that. I think the mm. same, the same buzz that I have now. I had then where I'm just kind of like interested in talking to people so I knew kind of more or less everybody do you know what I mean like I wouldn't have moved with them but I wouldn't have ignored them or been a dickhead or anything yeah same amicable wouldn't say popular but moderately amicable person Um, so I do bump into people from time to time once recently enough somebody bumped into me and was like oh my god are you still like writing those little stories that you used to write and I was like Yeah, I have a book (laughs) for a living (laughs) (laughs) Uh, cheers buddy nice one yeah yeah cool but like so people I I definitely think it was people knew that what I wanted to do was be a writer yeah Uh, because I probably never fucking stopped talking about it because it was like my you know when you're when you're in a situation like secondary school and you're like actively trying to get yourself through it by imagining the person you might be in the future I was just like I just want to be a person who writes books and probably talked about it the whole time because I was like, yeah, maybe I'm shit at maths, Irish, geography, <laughs> uh, science, everything, but I'm kind of good at English. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I've got. Nearly failed it in my leaving in but I'm kind of good <laughs> at English. And uh, it's funny how, even if you don't, that, how the sort of the ecosystem of secondary school works, The people you know people by reputation as mm. well. Even if they haven't got like a reputation for doing anything cool, it's just like, you know, of people because all, you, you're in a microcosm. The only people you talk to are the people you're trapped in this building with yeah. For like six years Yeah mm. Do you know Like in the real world And in college You talk to so many Other different kinds of people But in school You just talk to the people Who you're in school with So of course you know Everyone in your year mm. Don't you mm. Because They're like around you All the you time You have to Yeah Yeah Like there's no randos In your year Certainly not by six year You kind of know everyone
0: Oh I did Because I did transition year and, and there's only forty eight like, of us to transition year at two hundred. Whoa! So then the next year you go into a year with everybody who is a year below you.
2: Whoa! Previously, that's mad. And they
0: hate you because you're the swats <laughs> to the transition year.
2: No wait like, Transition year, that's mad. Because if yeah, you, transition year was swats for it, so it was boys' school, yeah, has yeah. in um,
0: yeah.
2: Transition year, we all had to do transition year unless we had like really serious conversations with people about like why we want to skip. I really wanted to skip.
0: Oh, friends of mine but, uh, uh, switched schools because they were in a school where you had to do it, and they went. Yeah,
2: we never had transition year—the mm-hmm. one rando year that you don't have to do in the middle yeah. of school. I just didn't go in for most of it. Really, I like, seriously stayed at home. It yeah. was honestly <laughs> the most
0: important like school year I ever did. Yeah. like I did a show, joined a band, had female friends for the first time, Aww. and just Aww. and with no academic pressure at yeah, all around it's it. a growing up year. Yeah,
2: I had my first major uh, cataclysmic breakup uh, during that year. So basically. Uh, just spent the rest of the year at home. <laughs> it was just like, mom and Dad, I am in my emotions now. This is who I am." So this I'm is staying at home. <laughs> this
1: is a question I have for Irish people: When you're a teenager, and you have your boys' school and your girls' school, mm-hmm. how do boys and girls meet? Because like, uh, my entire social thing was all through school. We didn't have. We don't have, like, Yay. teenage discos or anything. Like, you mm. hung out at school. Yeah. Well, I was in a, I was
2: in a large all-girls school, and we had a boys' school around the corner, and some of the girls knew the boys from Paul's. Saint Paul's, and we're Manor House. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shout-out, Manor House. Any listeners out there? <laughs> Shout-out, Manor House Class 06. Woo! Um, the boys' schools around the corner, but up the road, there was a mixed school, and the housing estate I was from, uh, more people in... The estate went to the mixed school. So the girls and boys on my street that I would have grown up with just playing outside Nude. with mm-hmm. all the would have had friends and people's uh-huh. older brothers and whatever. So I hung around I had like a social group at home and a social group in school which kind of crossed over mm. and uh I didn't really have any hobbies. I went to W Theatre, I guess. Yeah, shout out double new Theatre Who do Uh woo, And I guess I met boys through that too, but like I also uh, I think it was mostly through the other the school I didn't go to. But that also meant that I'm that was like not as religious a school and it was mixed and they always had way better stories and it was just a bit they used to have like battles of the bands, which mm. was like so cool. We had those. Like that was that was like highlight of the semester kind of thing. And the girls from Manor House were invariably like less cool and our uniforms were way dowdier than theirs. And like <laughs> you know, like it was it wasn't great being from the convent when everyone else is having the crack up in the mixed school, mm-hmm. but that was kind of—I think it was people's brothers and stuff.
0: Yeah, know? like I grew up on an estate, and even there, the boys and girls would not really hang out. Yeah, it was still very segregated, even though we were all grown up in the same kind of place. Mm-hmm. But then, in the transition year, we did the show. We uh, had seen *Bismarck* really trying and the other girls' school would do all the female parts because a lot—all the other schools would just like my wife when they did a the show. It was like they just gender swapped any characters. Yeah, so that's it was just all girls. Do. Yeah. I but was panicky in Greece. Like, that's yeah, how what it was. But we actually got the other girls at school to come over and do the show with us. So that's how you meet those people. Our school was
2: so staunchly against doing that that the year after I left, I had a friend whose sister was in uh, was in the show. So we went back to see the show, which was Joseph in His Technicolor Dreamcoat, which is a entirely <laughs> male-casted fucking show. So it was basically the greatest drag show on earth. <laughs> Josephina, the girls. Josephina! Josephina! Not even, it was properly like, dragged <laughs> out. Do you know what I mean? And I remember sitting there and the audience kind of going, queer subtext <laughs> but are they fucking serious like you know did nobody say to them there's a boys school a stone you could throw a stone out the window and hit the boys school which is but no Jesus preserve any of the Manor House girls getting anywhere near Youngfoot for most of our lives like there were still fucking nuns running around man do you know what I mean no one just keeps away from it but um, yeah no. I think it's really important to to not keep teenagers away from each other mm. oh yeah definitely, definitely people from the I mixed knew. school
0: are definitely much more well adjusted yeah. any friends I have who went to the mixed school I
2: feel like they probably yeah. laughed a lot more mm. you know like every time yeah. every like I went back to my secondary school recently um, to give a talk which was fucking mad and uh, I was o- only kind of just about a short of going uh, oh my god I've cried so much in this building <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> I was so miserable while I was here and they tried to stay positive the whole time but it was just like remember even if you're shit at everything that isn't one subject you might be okay even yeah. if all the teachers are telling you that you're terrible and uh it was really, really odd being back in there and I just don't, um, like, the, the, this culture has changed so much in the last 10 years um, mm-hmm. from, from having graduated and there's like a mental health club and like an LGBTQ society mm-hmm. and I met like, like trans kids and stuff, you know what I yeah. mean? In a convent school, that is special fucking hell, I'd say. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. your uniform is feminised, people are addressing you by a name you don't identify with. Like, there's a lot of shit to navigate mm-hmm. because, but also there's room being made whereas in my day it was still like not a punishable offense to write dyke on someone's fucking locker because you had a suspicion about them do you know what i mean yeah it was just because because it was still if somebody caught a a vague whiff of you being maybe possibly queer that was dangerous to them and i genuinely feel like i saw that
1: would they not like get the person for like at least vandalism no
2: no, I don't think I don't think you saw a lot of I wouldn't say you saw a lot of punishment around and stuff Ugh. like that there's a lot of sweeping stuff under the carpet because that's the time that it was and 10 yeah. years culturally is an awful long time. Mm. So the girls I think who are in the school that I was in now have a much there's much more room for them and there's much more room for spiritual growth and for personal health and mental health than there was in fucking 2006 do you know and that Mm. that's surreal but like I'm really glad that teachers have kind of and that there's not really any nuns floating around anymore still lots of statues of Mary (laughs) but not so many nuns and I think that there's a lot of support for the girls now that there might not have really been that people just didn't have it just wasn't a thing back then was it do you know what I mean like I don't think I'd ever heard the term mental health used
0: no, no. In school, because the not. girls
2: when they were bringing me through, they're showing me this beautiful room that they had done up with like all these really hopeful like sort of mantras. And they were just like, oh, yeah, the smile committee puts this together. But was mm-hmm. there a smile committee when you were in school? And I was like, no, darling. <laughs> 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 there was a camogie team. We got sticks to hit each other with me, You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's a, uh, I think school now is very, is a very different, in Ireland is a very different place to live yeah mm. that it was 10 years ago
1: i think um my school like i i was really lucky in that because my school was brand new mm. we were kind of given the opportunity to make the school we, what we wanted mm-hmm. it to be yeah so we had we had a, a gsa we had um, i don't think we had a, like a mental health club but we did get to like me and my friends made a bowling team like a 10 pin bowling team because all you needed was like one faculty member to sign off on it and yeah. say that they would be the coach so we got we found a teacher who just like didn't want to be involved at all but like was willing to sign off on it and we got like t-shirts made with like our faces on like because we wanted to do the simpsons like the pin, pin poms, house, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but we did it with our faces on bowling balls oh my god that's amazing <laughs> i think i think my mom still has the t-shirt it was amazing we sucked so bad. <laughs> but it was just it was great crack because we'd get like sent to like the the different town like Yay! all the different bowling alleys around the county um and it was just a fun way to like hang out and like yeah we we never we never beat anyone we were so and like half the team had left by before the season ended oh. and, like so by the end of it there was like three of us and but it was it was great fun like and i was so glad that they were that the school was willing to kind of just let us do whatever. Yeah, is. And then, oh my God! A few years ago, um, my mom sent me on an article in the local newspaper that the the Emerald Ridge bowling team had gone to like the state finals, and I was like, I started that. <laughs> <laughs> like me and Liz and the other guys, like we started that. You guys have gone on. You guys have that's a legacy. That's our legacy. a legacy. That's amazing. They have they have like a really amazing coach now. Um, yeah. like one of the teachers actually showed an interest <laughs> and. Um, um, which we probably should have gone for, but we we sort of just wanted to be like left alone, yeah. and just like let us bowl in peace. Um, but they have like a really good coach now, and they're doing really well.
2: Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Jesus, like leaving a mark. Yeah. You yeah, know, leaving a leaving a cool thing that matters a lot to these guys. Kids, you know? That's really <laughs> savage. That's what you want. God,
0: you've loads in all stairs. Anything else you want to talk oh, about? Oh, um, we kind of touched on the um, the fashion designer or the, the Vogue editor. Character. Oh, yes. yeah,
2: the secret, secret sound character. Yeah. Did you
0: read as Gatey?
2: uh oh yeah. shit now she does that. yeah <laughs> did you not get that because i got that no, yeah. no i didn't
1: i should have uh, got that. no like but she her, was kind of she was different she was different school. from the start because yeah. yeah. she was like yeah they made them from their own patterns and like just kind of defending them like ever so slightly yeah. and then they're like uh lisa and she's like oh well um maybe they're weird and then she like stands up for them in this like amazing pantsuit and she's, like full on like Madonna oh my shadow. god her yeah. makeup
2: was out of control like, <laughs> Yeah, I definitely noticed that I didn't clock her as great at all oh Jesus it's, she's, ah, she's great her, that, that was a brilliant like final plot turn it yeah. was just like yes you know we don't see her coming a mile away because you think she's going to be an asshole but she's not no mm. but she's not She's great. And she like, is really good at the side eye. Like just yeah. throwing shade yeah. left, right and centre. Yeah. <laughs> it's people like that I want to go to. The sc- the, I, that's who I want to go to my school reunion for. Mm. I want to meet the people who are her now. Like who, and who were kind of always secretly cool. And you didn't really know, but you might have had a couple of cool little interactions within school. Yeah. And then you meet them 10 years later, and they're real cool. And you're like, <laughs> yes, you're always sound. Like, you want to see how people turn out. Like, she is the story I want everyone I went to school with to have. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, people who are always secretly cool, secretly cool, secretly... Like, working their things out, working their things out. And who just went and, like, walked their power out of it.
1: Do you have anyone you know? that you went to school with that was, like, secretly super cool?
2: Uh, a couple. A yeah. couple. A few that I've met recently. A, a gal... Uh, I went to school with who? Like she's like works. For, she was an intern for a really long time at the at RTA, and now she's like hosting a show and is like a baller. And I like, worked her. She worked so hard to get where she is, and she's so good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, there's a few girls who are like. Like lawyers and doctors I bummed. this one girl? Um, on the way, uh, I was going to Smithfield for a coffee, and she was coming out of the four courts <laughs> because that's where <laughs> she works. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, you're such a baller!" Do you know what I mean? But like one of the girls, I I've, I've been friends with her on Facebook for a very long time, and she's got fucking three gorgeous sons, and she's a baller as yeah. well. Do you know what I mean? I think there's more than one way to come out of school and like be a legend. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I mean? And that's why I'm kind of driven to go to the reunion because I just kind of want to see what everyone's lives look like because like we all move we all get on we all figure it out doesn't matter what we're all doing do you know what I mean but like yeah I I think that's cool
1: I had some really cool surprise ones like in the last few years pop up on Facebook that I'm like kind of like friends with on Facebook like we'll probably again never see each other again Mm -hmm. but like Really super cool. I kind of, like, want to creep on their lives a little bit. Um, so there was one guy in particular who um, everyone made fun of him in school. And I, I kind of, I actually fessed up to him recently. I was like, you know, I kind of used to, like, make fun of you as well behind your back. Um, because he used to bring, he didn't have a backpack. He used to bring a briefcase to school. Oh, like, man. he was our Sandy Frank. Real talk. Yeah. 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 The rumor, though, after I left high school, and I don't know if this is true and I'm kind of hoping he's listening to this so if he could, like, confirm this or not, was that he was dealing weed out of that briefcase <sighs> and that he had the best weed in the school. Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> I want that rumor to be so true. That's but, stylish. like, he he works in, like, San Francisco now. All like, right. he works in a tech company. Huh. Like, really super sound guy, like, really super liberal. Um, there was uh, another guy who I wasn't really friends with but like he kind of ran we we ran in similar circles but weren't ever really friends Um, but he is, like, a hipster barber now, like, does, like, fades and stuff. Oh, my God. The
2: three or four girls out of my year who are hairdressers now, I'm obsessed with their Facebooks for that exact reason. Yeah. It's, like, creeping how amazing their haircuts are. I'm just, like, uh, when I come home, can I bring my boyfriend to you and you can just <laughs> fix his
3: head? <laughs>
2: Every so often, they put up a thing being, like, oh, I'm looking for free models from this time to this time, and I'm just, like, I haven't seen you in 10 years and I used to sit next to you in economics. Hi. I you cut my hair? You're so talented. I haven't done it yet,
1: but I might. I might. So then, so then there was. Um, these two sisters, they were twins and they moved. To, uh, did one of them move to California or they both moved to California? One of them had a few kids and her kids are gorgeous. And then um, the other one is a power lifter. No, no way. Nice. Yes That's way. amazing. And I've, like, <laughs> I've seen videos of her lifting. And I'm just like, yes, queen. <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> did it. So
2: fucking sick. How about you, Alan?
0: Um, there was one, like, a lot of people who were like good at stuff in century school just went on like there was a guy who was like, like head bass in the choir and played trumpet in the orchestra and was like played for the Ireland basketball team what? and now he's like still playing trumpet in like one of those bands that plays electric picnic yeah like, the
2: book band or something yeah one yeah. of those and like
0: he writes articles about abortion for the Irish Times but like this guy? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just being successful he's like he's like that <laughs> all star guy who just keeps going like how do you do that every touch just turns to gold yeah. Yeah. one of these then there was another game, guy yeah. who was like like shy to the point of just total awkwardness. Where like I was really good friends with him, but I didn't know him. Still, mm. like after three or four years, like we used to hang out every day at lunch because it was kind of we were people who didn't have anybody else to hang out with at lunch.
2: Yep, been there. And
0: we like bonded over like computer games and stuff and mm-hmm. guitar. But he moved to Japan after after college, <gasps> and now he has a wife and a baby in Japan. Oh,
3: Aww. yeah. And it's just like that, you found it. it. They're working really well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that laughs> yeah. You,
0: yeah. Like a few of my friends <clears throat> live in Japan for a while, and they all loved it. Like they all like found love yeah. in Japan and. Now live other places It's really amazing
2: People are just hitting the road Mm. And and not many people are A couple are gone Now that I'm thinking Immigration wise
1: Some of them are gone
0: Nobody's left in Waterford That I was friends with school. Mm. It's just me
1: I actually know Some of your friends Oh do you? Yeah Um, Jane and Shane
0: Oh yeah (laughs) Both in Australia (laughs) Hi Jane Jane. (laughs) Hi Jane Jane.
1: Um, Is Jane coming home this morning? Shane's coming home
3: Yeah Yeah
1: Yeah Like like, we're like Talking about like Inside jokes (laughs) with friends Yeah Uh, yeah. Obsessed with the Simpsons Has Simpsons tattoos
0: (gasps) Shane like Makes Simpsons things In real life Yeah Like that's a thing Yeah Also Shane um, Is a lord of Sealand Which is an oil rig That's an independent country In the North Sea He designed their stamps And got made a lord
1: that's sorry say what and Yeah. told me that Shane is
0: the most interesting person in the world <laughs> he, and he's he designed, so sound. he designed her stamps for a competition and got made a lord of this independent, independent micro nation that is
2: savage Isn't that it? is so cool yeah. I have to find a way to do to be made a lady of some sort of an, if you if listeners <laughs> if any of you are a monarchy of an independent micro nation my twitter handle is atgrifsky hit me up I have time and services I can give to your country please make me a lady thank you so much <laughs>
1: <That's>, <laughs> she can write your constitution yeah there yeah. you go and it'll have gay subtext yeah it'll have beautiful <laughs> queer <laughs> subtext it'll be fantastic I might I'll design you stamps uh, <laughs> like
2: with like emojis on them whatever yeah. whatever you want yeah okay.
0: do you have anything <laughs> else to finish up on for Romy and Michelle any final thoughts Um, or any other thoughts we can keep going we've got yeah. we've got time
1: okay yeah um, well the lessons that I learned from Romy and Michelle were like I'm just going to write, like, read straight from the thing. Do yeah. Um, that being yourself is way more crack than trying to be something that you're not, mm-hmm. um, which is something that really took me a long time to figure out. I think a lot of my early 20s was spent trying to, like, a continuation of high school, trying to figure out who I was and kind of mirror what I thought was cool rather mm-hmm. than just being my own person. And now I just don't give a fuck because I'm I'm 31. (laughs) Yay! Um, And then there's no point in comparing your life to other people's. No one is as cool as they make themselves out to be. Real. Um, Yeah, big time. And I think that's something like that people need to learn in Dublin as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> that seems to be a major Dublin thing yeah, is everyone like... bigging themselves up one thing I really um, thought was funny about the the film um, was that everybody was lying about themselves apart from Lisa Luter. yeah and Janine Garofalo the two of them were always like honest about who they were in the film and everyone else like when they talked to um Christy Masters Christensen, uh. and, she, and, and she like has her three kids and she's pregnant, and um and she talks about how um she's a mommy and she married Billy and Billy um is working in uh, real estate development and then it turns out at the end of the film that he's a drunk and he does drywall for his dad's construction yeah. company, yeah. <laughs> so just like that um and I notice that like so much in Dublin and like or maybe it's like a tech thing where you you just have like these made up kind makey uppy sounding like titles like job titles innovator mm. Innovator I'm an yeah. innovator I'm a yeah. full time innovator Influencer yeah. Influencer,
2: influencer. Yeah. Social yes. influencer yes. Flips table Sets <laughs> fire What does that fucking mean Aren't you one of them Like I'm <laughs> <laughs> like What Are you fucking kidding I'm getting that tattoo Out my collarbones Social Fucking influencer Who invented that term Who gave people permission To use that term About themselves Like what does that mean Like what does that mean Do You know Do you want to get people To buy shit you I, got keep,
0: I got people to buy Cadbury's uh, Twirls once and I just started talking about them <laughs> And, and, and three people Bought twirls that day And <laughs> Cadbury's followed me But never sent me Any free stuff Motherfucker I know very Where's
2: our hamper yeah Cadbury's. Actually right, I'm
0: 31 now as well And yeah. every year I think like, I care about what people think a lot But every year I think Okay now I don't give a fuck And then every year I go Oh no now I don't give a fuck Yeah Do you find that Just oh Every year God, you get less yes, And less than so Every year fuck. the fucks yeah.
1: decrease yeah. The fucks <laughs> decrease But you yeah. still Like you still care about. it. Oh bit. yeah like, I wouldn't be wearing this crazy get-up today if I didn't care what you guys thought. Yeah, right, if it's like, you fly as fuck, eh?
2: <laughs> Listeners, you don't even know. I'm going to be on Instagram in a bit. But, uh, no, I think I I think I actually really profoundly give a fuck in a mm. way that I uh, really wish that I didn't. And I think that maybe it's maybe it's being 28 or whatever. Maybe it is just an immaturity thing where it's, like, almost constantly processing, like, how to get away with being cool. Because if you were never cool as a... <laughs> this is what I was saying about peaking in school—that mm. if you kind of came up uncool, that there's still this always a sliver in the distance of this unattainable. Maybe someday I will be a person who is cool. And it's like you fucking like a probably won't, and b like you're already cool. Stop thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what i stop yeah. thinking about it? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like no find point. the people
1: who think that you're cool and then hang out yeah, with, them. with yeah. them. Yeah.
2: Also, just chill. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you know? Like, relax. And I do every so often have conversations with people who worry really hard, like who are a bit like some some of them who are a bit older than me who worry really hard about being cool mm. and like that kind of like who like actively instead of it just being like a static background noise like in my <laughs> life, it's like in the background of my head all the time just being like everyone knows you're a fucking nerd who spends all day watching YouTube videos of other people playing Super Mario everyone knows um, well they do now um that, that it's an active worry and it informs their behaviour, mm. mm. and I think there's a difference between it being like the dull soundtrack of the back of your life to being <laughs> that every single thing I say is motivated by a desire to be cool. Yeah, and that's the yeah. Oh, that's mm. that's the other end of us. That's no, nah, I don't want that now. None of that. How joyless. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then the the other little fact, the kind of behind the scenes fact about um. Robin Schiff, the the writer of Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. She has been doing for the last few years a lecture series with Winnie Holtzman, who was the writer for My So Called Life. Um, It's amazing. Yeah. It's called Anatomy of a Script. And they get people who are like writers and actors to like come on and like talk about their work and stuff. It it is really good. And like each one's like an hour and a half long. It's just kind of like a QA. Like in conversation with them. They did one with Lisa Kudrow it's really yeah. Monde, That's what you want <laughs> Yeah
2: Lisa Kudrow was briefly Roz uh, I think she was Roz and Fraser For the pilot episode Was she? And then mean? they were like No you're not anymore see ya
1: Did you know Jer- Janine Garofalo Was meant to be Monica In France? No Friends? way That would have been so different And she she turned down the role That is a different Monica Yeah Yeah, yeah. Yikes
0: That would have been such a different I don't know if that show would have lasted Because I love Janine yeah. Garofalo Janine Garofalo was like The best woman in the world Besides my wife. But (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, she's not Mainstream. She was very briefly mainstream, but not really. She was the weird one in mainstream films. Mm, mm. So friends wouldn't see. Courtney
2: Cox is really like. I feel like Monica's character is very upsetting to kind of look back on because she's so obviously ill. In yeah. that, like, mm. she's a chef. She's super skinny. She's super OCD. And joke that like also. I think that's where the OCD thing where people think that they can just say that about anything came from with yeah. Friends. Where yeah. it's like that's actually not an accurate term to use about someone who's meticulous. That's a thing that people like live with. Yeah. Um. And. All the flashback sequences show her is hugely overweight as a joke, and that's really fucking vile. Yeah. Because the person that she is in the contemporary timeline of the series of Friends, so, like talking about it like it's a real show that matters, but like in the timeline of Friends that you see, she's a very, very skeletal, obsessive person who is obviously unwell, and that's not fucking funny. That's dark. Mm. Like, and that's not even dark funny. That's like the jokes are at her expense. Mm. And uh, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Have
1: you ever watched clips of? Friends, they have him on YouTube without the laugh camp, track. Without the Oh, track. Lord. And it's like, no. Back away. <laughs> no, sir. Like, Especially with Ross. Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus.
2: Like, it's just, there's, there's these things that make your skin curl. Do you know what I mean? So, Monica, played by someone who was a little bit kookier or a bit darker, mm-hmm. might have made a difference to that instead of actually having this huge sadness and like ter Like, she's, she's just this ball of ongoing anxiety. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Who like hates Rachel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I feel like there's such contempt that, that when I went back and I watched a few episodes of her, that, like a couple of years ago, I was just like, "All oh, the dynamics are so toxic. I can't be near it. <laughs> friends." A TV show by people who have no friends. I and suppose like if someone friends. you were
0: best friends with for years didn't invite you to the wedding and turned up at your house and wanted you to like let them live with you for several years, oh my you God. would feel that yeah. that is a weird dynamic.
2: That's such a weird dynamic. And it only exploded little.
0: very occasionally on Friends, like maybe once or what twice even. a
2: Weird starting point. Yeah, you know. And that was a was that a class thing? Was it because Monica wasn't like rich?
0: No, she, they were rich They as were both they were both, both. like rich, their families yeah. were yeah, both. Yeah, but rich. like was
2: she was she just not doing well enough? Like was there a reason that Rachel hadn't invited her? They
0: just today? drifted apart, I think.
2: Yeah, mm. maybe. Yeah. Um if Rachel was around today, she'd be totally like a person who would list social innovator as a business <laughs> character. Sorry, or social influencer. Like they're such an interesting crowd of people, but they're also nightmarish as well like i don't know
1: you know what show i really love which i i kind of feel um, i i hope to be when i'm older uh, grace and frankie oh I, yeah you talked to me about I this the last love one we grace and frankie they remind me so much of like my mom and my aunt
3: mm-hmm.
1: um they're just great crack um and again it's like them Girl pals Gal pals, um, but there's still kind of like, you know, tension there because they come from kind of different backgrounds. Like Frankie is like very artsy fartsy, kind of hippie. She loves doing her laugh yoga and, mm. um, she does, uh, video podcasts of, like her of like her chanting and stuff yeah mm-hmm. so and then Grace is very like she comes from the country club background and like she's very like pastel fr- world pastel oh. world and kind of like Stepford wives which is kind of addressed in one episode when her con- country club friends like come over for lunch right and um, and then is revealed obviously that they're not very nice people but like the two of them being of such different uh, personalities and backgrounds like coming together and like living in a beach house together is just mm-hmm. Just, and again, doing drugs unashamedly. Just doing drugs. <laughs> Just doing drugs. I think in the first episode, they do ayahuasca or like oh pe- smoking peyote on a beach and go oh. on like a spirit journey. And,
3: <laughs>
1: and I'm like, you're in your 70s. You go, girl. it's the <laughs> exact right time to
2: do that. Whenever yeah. I read up about things right? like ayahuasca, I'm like, Absolutely, when I'm in my 70s, I used to be a nanny, and one of the mom's friends from one of the houses I looked after uh, was over one afternoon, and the son kept toddling back into the room with the mom, and I couldn't like shepherd him in time, Mm. because he was very fast, but every time I would go in to scoop him up, the friend would stop what you saying immediately and wait for me to leave and later it turned out the mom was like I'm really sorry that she was so rude it's just she was giving me a really detailed explanation of her ayahuasca <laughs> 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 and she didn't want
0: to talk about
2: drugs in front of the nanny and I was like I get that that's cool I guess that's cool but if there's any time you're going to do it something late 70s yeah. is a pretty good spot you know what I mean like, like the granddad
0: Miss Sunshine yes. yes. her- yes. yeah
2: that makes perfect sense yeah even though he, like, died. He does die. That's really yeah. sad. Oh, that was sometimes great, though, isn't it? Love, Holy yeah. God. I laughed,
0: like, literally the whole way home from cinema, walk home from cinema, I was still laughing from the end of that film.
2: I don't think I've laughed as hard as the bit, like, and this is a terrible moment to laugh at when the brother finds out he's colourblind and I... Oh, no, <laughs> You uh, horrible you can ble- person! <laughs> can we bleep that, actually? The bit where, when the brother finds out he's colourblind, <laughs> but a strong bleep over that just so nobody gets spoiled. <laughs> I don't know why I found it so funny, but it was just one of those moments where you're, it's so tragic. Yeah. it's mm. so because of course that's how things work out yeah because of course nothing is fair because that's <laughs> fucking life that's yeah. what yeah.
1: life is and it's, uh, it's brilliant I love I, and I know this is probably everybody's favourite scene the very end where she's doing her dance but oh. she's like my grandpa taught me these moves <laughs> oh. it's just so inappropriate <laughs> yeah. but like so innocent yeah and clumsy and, and brilliant yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah every time I hear
2: that song still I'm just like oh yeah uh, like
3: <laughs> it
2: brought that song into being like a, a cultural anthem of awkwardness yeah really. it's like like, ugh, so clumsy and so white, like, we're terrible. <laughs> um, other Rami and acts was the Quentin Tarantino thing. Yes, um, yeah. that uh, the diner that they're in and the brain, the, the the brain, the chain of cigarettes that they, or brand of cigarettes that they smoke.
1: Well, they they uh, weren't smoking. I think there was just like oh. an advertisement for it in the. Oh, I in the background. I, don't, I don't think they ever smoked they, no, Coke, they
0: don't smoke. No. No. no,
1: or was it Jean, R-
0: uh, Jean Ruffalo's? But but Jean
1: her does but she her own brand. the her brand. Her yeah. own brand. But I think there was an advertisement for the red apple cigarettes. Oh, no, uh,
2: isn't Michelle smoking behind the counter? Oh, no, sorry, Romy smoking behind the... Uh, oh, no, am I just getting things... Um, no, that was Jeanine Ruffalo smoking yeah. in yeah. front of it. Okay, whoa, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, only on Friday. Sorry, only saw it on Friday. Um... Yeah, that's all because the director used to date Quentin Tarantino.
1: No, it wasn't the director. It was Mira Sorvino was dating Quentin Tarantino. Um, And I know that. And I can't believe I forgot to to tell you guys this. So um, I love Mira Sorvino so much. Um, She got an Academy Award the year before. The Mm -hmm. year before she was in Romeo and Michelle, she got an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for Mighty Aphrodite. And I watched her acceptance speech, and it was really, really lovely. But she's sitting next to Quentin Tarantino, and she gets up and gives him a kiss, and it's very sweet. Oh. But then I'm kind of like, oh, who dates Quentin Tarantino? Yeah. <laughs> like, he just seems like the worst person in the world, oh, like amazing man. director, worst, worst person, person in the, in the world, world to date. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh my God, that he really would be the worst person in the world to go out with. Could you imagine? What are we doing today? <laughs> I don't what, what are we know. Let's talk today, about friends? myself some more. I want to talk about myself. Let's take off her shoes. Seat. Yeah. to watch. <laughs> Seven films back to back. Yeah. That's what we're going to do today. Like, thanks, Quinn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Love
2: you too, babe. <laughs> Weird.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, do we have a more lesson or fact? Uh, or is that it? I
1: think that... Oh, yes, I do. Sorry, yeah. I have, like, all the facts. Yes, do. Um, the fact. so, uh them. So, Julia Campbell, who played Christy Masters Christensen, mm-hmm. she had a back brace when she was a teenager. No way. So, for those of you who haven't seen the film, um, there's a scene where the, Romy and Michelle are in high school, and Michelle has a back brace, and Romy is, like, slightly overweight. And so Chris, the Christy character, who's, like, the popular girl, wants to go over and, like, make fun of them somehow. So she puts these, like, magnets, like, one is, like, ear, an ear of corn and the other one's a carrot, yeah. on Michelle's back brace. Um, and I didn't know this until I was, like, doing research about, like, for the podcast, that she actually had a back brace growing up and had to have corrective surgery because one of her ribs is, like, puncturing her lung. Ah. Yeah. Yikes! Yeah. Was that scoliosis thing? Was that a thing in Ireland, or is it like an
2: American thing?
0: I've oh. never heard of it in Ireland. No, really, like, There's so
2: many American TV shows. Yeah, like, like Dean like yeah. yeah,
0: has yeah. a uh,
1: has a back brace, and yeah. I was like, hold on. Yeah, mm. I don't know anyone who's ever had a back brace for it. Well, I it definitely know thing. know people who have had it. It's when like you have a curvature of your spine that's yeah. like unusual. But like we got checked for scoliosis every year since we were like ten. You would, everyone would like once a year march out into the hall and the nurse would, like, check your spine. I have never heard of this. Yeah. No. But
2: again, I think mm. Irish people have weird things. Like, we have the three shots we get in our arms. And yeah, we, we don't have, have that. Yeah. Like, when I was in the States, I mean, I'd have people be like, oh, my God, did someone put a cigarette out on your arm? And I'd be like, no, they're from measles, mumps, and rubella. And they're like, what's that? And I'm just like,
1: European diseases.
2: <laughs> oh, but we, we got that.
1: We just, we got it all in, like, one shot. And it wasn't the... Wasn't <laughs> like it wasn't like <laughs> taking a chunk out of your arm. No, it was just like did they put it in with a spoon? <laughs> like the scars, the scars
2: look like cigarette burn scars. I'm not not you don't meet people with them in the States. So maybe did they take
1: a biopsy? Like I don't understand I mean, what causes that circular scar.
2: Nineties ass syringes, my friends. Really? Like just really I, I have no idea when I look back on the medical stuff and dental stuff from,
1: from the nineties in Ireland. I'm just like it's absolutely medieval. Because the, the first time I ever saw an MMR like the MMR scars on an Irish person I was like were you abducted by an alien yeah it looks mm. like Cause it because yeah. it looks like they'd taken like a biopsy or something out of your arm yeah I so. guess because it happens
0: when you're so young maybe just when your g- the skin stretches a bit like when you're yeah. growing so just maybe. the scar goes I don't know it's really weird it's a
1: very it's, it's a very weird but thing but like I've Man. had all my inoculations like I've had all my shots and <laughs> maybe people were really stealthily checking us for scoliosis and we didn't mm. know
2: hmm I have to ask my ma. That's a really. That's. A, I'm gonna go and call her now. And be like, will you please explain to me if anybody's ever checked if I've
1: scoliosis? Do I?
2: But you might have,
1: like. They might have checked it in your GP or something. If you were yeah. just doing like a physical. I don't know. Mm. I just. I like. I have fond memories of like the entire class being brought out into the hallway, and they'd be like, "Lift up your top, like Whoa. in front of everybody, oh, like check your back."
3: That's mad.
1: Yeah. Back braces. Yikes.
2: Yeah. The more you know. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go.
0: We could talk for another. Four five hours, I think, easily here. But we should probably try wrap it up. I guess, yeah.
1: No yeah. I know. Okay. What
0: well, we haven't talked about so much.
1: I know. There's, there's so much in this film. There's so much in this film, and like, I, Alan I, I love it so much. Yeah. Alan Cumming, Alan <laughs> Cumming. <laughs> oh my god, we my didn't god, talk about Alan, Alan Cumming, Cumming love of my life. <laughs> Comes of the
0: uncanny valley, Alan Cumming in the the weird Uh, mask in the dream version yeah he he looked a
1: bit like Sylvester Stallone because I
0: know him mostly from like 156 episodes of The Good Wife
1: Uh, Mm. so it was so scary
0: to see Karan freaked the hell out
1: yeah this is not.
0: this is not nice I don't like this at all yeah
1: I actually for the longest time thought it was another actor that played him Mm. in the the dream sequence I was like (laughs) <laughs> That's just really Intense prosthetics Yeah If yeah. it was made today It'd just
2: be like A bunch of Snapchat filters Or some shit <laughs> Back in the good old days When they They had should do stuff. an Incoming
0: dream sequence Snapchat filter oh, Or just Stallone you Hear face. that
2: Snapchat yeah. Ireland <laughs>
1: We're coming for you Especially for us
0: Actually so the idea. makeup In that film Like the old person makeup When they're in their 90s It's brilliant It's really yeah. really good Hilarious uh, Yeah
2: Know this Lisa Kudrow's hair From that sequence That white hair that's gulls. that's goals. she was amazing
1: looking she was yeah. brilliant you know what it reminded me of do you ever see the film Brazil yes <laughs> the mom with the plastic surgery oh, it gosh. kind of reminded me a bit of that yes because it was just so stylized yeah actually we should definitely have a Terry Gilliam episode of Juvenilia. Mm. that's mm-hmm. something that should be Brazil's okay. Brazil is another oh one of my favorite my movies God, it's, so weird. it's such a good Christmas film <laughs> I've <laughs> yeah. never seen it I need to see so yeah. weird yeah. like people, people talk about Die Hard being a Christmas film no dude Brazil, Brazil. <laughs> all the way yeah, yeah. Brazil panel we've got to do that one. okay
0: we will yeah. okay this is officially the longest episode of Juvenalia ever
2: yay, yay! what are we what are we clocking in out there we're at
0: 118
2: yay, yay! yay! Have we just met beating Jean Sutton
0: yeah yeah <laughs> okay let's wrap it up so alright okay so thank you Sarah Maria Griffin Thanks, Alan. and Shauna Scott go buy something at sexshop.ie treat yourself yourself Treat yourself <laughs> I mean, fold,
1: Let's fold
0: scarves And let's go fold scarves <sighs> Have a Romeo and Michelle day Bye And that's the podcast Thank you to Shauna Scott Of SexShopper.ie And thank you to Sarah Maria Griffin My co-host Um, In addition to Our usual sponsor uh, This episode We have an extra sponsor It's the Abortion Rights Campaign And they want us To tell you about The March of Choice Which is on September 24th Um it's just so important that everybody that can get out there It's out there because we need to repeal the 8th um that's it that's it's a very simple message I'm not gonna add anything more to it go to march of choice September 24th um also we thank Dean McDonald for our amazing logo uh Headstuff for hosting us go read Headstuff uh go listen to another Headstuff podcast the house built the show no encore fascinated or the stuff original podcast i think that's everything yes that is everything thank you goodbye